0: The cut. 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 Do you remember the first fan? It makes me think of this first fan of Britney's that went public for being distressed, you know, the <gasps> leave Britney. Hello. that person yes please with
1: kind of like the like mascara running and that grainy youtube video yeah
0: i love you Brittany. just know that okay just know that yes and everybody made fun of it and like i saw a tweet the other day that said like we owe that person an apology <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> could have been like a scene as a fringe fanatic obsession. And now it's just kind of grown to the point where like the people have taken this on as like a social movement, as a social cause.
1: Yeah. And I think like what's sort of interesting about this movement is that it's, it only coalesced very recently. That's Angelina Chapin, senior writer for The Cut. The movement has just been fueled by things that fans want to see, a narrative that they've created of this sort of Rapunzel you know, stuck in the tower, who they need to save. And guess what? That turned out to be true.
0: Okay, so as a kid, I was a totally average Britney fan. I mean, I had the Baby One More Time CD, and I would play it on my Walkman, but it was just part of the rotation. Just another CD in the CD binder, next to the White Stripes or Tony Braxton or the Space Jam soundtrack. I liked her, but she didn't exactly change my life or anything. So yeah, I remember being online and seeing Britney fans upset about something, but I just kind of took it like, you know, the internet, Stan culture, Cardi versus Nikki, that kind of thing. I just didn't take Britney fans seriously enough to stop and actually listen to what they were saying. So now that we realize that they were right all along, I'm trying to figure out how exactly did we get here? all the way to banners on the freeway and rallies in front of L.A. courthouses. What is it about this one pop star that makes people not just care, but care enough to start a movement?
2: I just, I feel like the soul connection to her. At the time, um, I wanted to be a pop star myself. And she was everything I wanted to be. She was the big sister I never had. Kind of, you know, looked up to her. I still have tabloids in storage with, like, her face on it. I gave uh-huh. my dog her birthday. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to get emotional. I
1: love her so much. I mean, whenever you have a formative experience in in high school and there's someone who's part of it, you never forget that person. You know, when I was speaking to fans, a lot of their connections to her had to do with like, oh, well, I was in high school and dealing with mental illness for the first time when she was having her very public meltdown. So kind of seeing her go through that helped me or seeing her Mm -hmm. on stage with confidence and this open sexuality helped me as a 14-year-old dealing with hormones.
2: I think Britney Spears sort of, you know, represented for me um, this persona that I wanted to be, you know, at the time.
1: I was speaking with a a gay man who was closeted and Britney sort of helped him come out because of her confidence.
2: I just felt like pop stars were the most powerful people in the world as a kid growing up gay in suburban virginia i just Mm -hmm. felt like i wanted to be heard and i think now you know as an adult looking back on it definitely like a story of identity and control that was at play because she was always trying to navigate being told how to be and what to do and she was always wrestling with her team even now even today about you know how she should present herself to the world and i think that resonated with me then and now
0: a lot of people have a story like this They've been rejected or abandoned or betrayed or bullied by someone. And in came Brittany to fill the void. Like this other fan Angelina talked to.
1: You know, she was raised without... A mother, so raised by her single father. I was probably five or six when Baby One More Time came out. And at that time, I was listening to my dad's hair
2: bands. (laughs) And and he felt that uh, Highway to Hell was not an appropriate song for a five to six year old to be singing. So he introduced me to, um, I believe it was Jessica Simpson, Christina Aguilera, Brittany. He had me watch all their music videos, and he pretty much was just like, pick one. (laughs) Any of them. What do you like? For whatever reason I saw Britney and I was like, her, dad. Her. I like I like this one.
1: Brittany sort of became a, a stand in older woman older sister type figure where she just didn't have anyone to teach her how to paint her nails or to dress a certain way or to have confidence. And she really sort of looked up to Brittany to fulfill that gap in her life. I mean, I loved her from that moment and I
2: have memories of Baby One More Time era, oops era. Uh, but it was really, um, oh God, I'm going to try not to cry. It was really seeing her um, in the role of Lucy in Crossroads where her mom left and it was just her and her dad that I was like, wow. I was at that time probably like 10, so I knew it wasn't actually Brittany. Mm -hmm. But just to see her in a role of a situation that was so unique to my life um, Mm -hmm. created a, a bond, especially when I didn't have a mom. Seeing that
0: and realizing like I can be normal. Here's the thing. To be a celebrity is to be whoever your fans most want to see. Britney is a blank enough space that she can be your substitute mom, or your cool older sister, or a gay fairy godmother. Her fans can project pretty much anything they want onto her. And listen, I don't say that in a judgy way at all. I have my fair share of projections, too— In high school, I was obsessed with Winona Ryder, ever since I saw the 1989 movie, Heathers.
1: Dear Diary, my teen angst bullshit has a body count. I've got no control over myself when I'm with JD. Are we going to prom or to hell?
0: In Heathers, Winona is this misunderstood kind of alternative girl, which is how I saw myself. So when I found out that the real Winona got arrested for shoplifting back in 2001, I was like, hell yeah, she's probably making a statement. Down with capitalism, fuck corporate greed. But in reality, I did not know Winona Ryder at all. Winona didn't just stand for whatever cultural values I was projecting onto her character. She was just this famous 30-year-old woman having a really hard time. So celebrity projection is nothing new. But I do have to say, Britney Spears is basically tailor-made for maximum fan projection. Think about it. Not only was she marketed for years as the naughty-but-nice international pop star girl next door, but for the past decade, she's been almost completely silent. Aside from the occasional innocuous Instagram posts, she didn't speak publicly for years— And fans have been able to fill in the blanks with the type of victim narrative they want to see. And they are determined to save her. Before 2019, there were
1: fans who were suspicious of the conservatorship. Certainly, maybe were asking questions on corners of the internet, but there wasn't protests. There wasn't an official free Britney hashtag. It was just sort of privately people saying to themselves, like, why does her father control her life when she's selling platinum albums and has a successful residency in Mm -hmm. Vegas? Right? So just questions. And then, really, the smoking gun that brought everyone together happened in 2019, when this podcast called Britney's Gram aired a voicemail that was from this anonymous man.
2: I cannot disclose who I am.
1: Claiming to have been a paralegal on Britney's conservatorship team. Saying, basically, yes, she's being controlled. She was forced to cancel her Vegas tour. She's you know, was forced into a mental hospital over the past few months. But
2: there is no end particularly in sight for this stay at this mental facility to, um, to end. Uh, she did not want to go.
1: Kind of confirming a lot of the hypotheses that fans had harbored in isolation. And then immediately it, it just free Brittany exploded.
2: I always had something in the back of my mind and things just kept happening. that I was like, "Mm, my intuition is telling me this is not right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the second we heard about, uh, the voicemail in Brittany's Mm gram, I was like, you know, I work in law. I don't know how accurate this could be. The guy can't say who he is. Cause that's illegal. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know how accurate this is, but you know, this, this matches up the feelings that I have had for so long. I'm on it.
1: And, Like, I think that podcast, Britney's Graham, they they posted hashtag free Britney and told people to share this. And it just Mm -hmm. spread like wildfire. And then the protests started and sort of that was the modern incarnation of, uh, yeah, the Britney army. I will be honest with you. I haven't been back to court in a long time because I don't think I was heard on any level when I came to court the last time.
0: I brought four sheets of paper in my hands. On June 23rd, 2021, in a virtual courtroom, Britney Spears testified in front of Judge Brenda Penny. And her testimony basically confirmed everything Britney Stan suspected about her conservatorship.
1: After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm
2: happy, it's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become
1: happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. I think the testimony sort of put to bed a lot of those skepticisms and criticisms of the movement, but it was certainly a fair point until we heard her actually say
0: in her own words, I want out. So that's what happened. These Britney Spears super fans from around the world caught prodigious amounts of internet shit throwing and yet still managed to make themselves a little revolution.
2: But I know that the fans, we have kind of been, or, or activists rather, uh, sorry, it, it is mm. hard to switch that mindset sometimes, oh. like, oh, I'm not being a fan right now. I'm like,
1: you know, whenever I would say, slip up and say fans, or, or if they would by accident, they'd correct me and say, you know, this isn't about Britney, the celebrity, this is Britney, the human, we are activists, we're advocates.
0: After spending months watching advocates rise up and come to Britney's defense, I guess at this point, my biggest question isn't why, but why now? Britney Spears has been in a conservatorship since 2008, and it's only in the good year of 2021 that the dam sort of broke on this issue, and people became determined to learn the truth. In a situation that is now pretty universally agreed to be all kinds of fucked up, How has it taken over a decade for this to become a thing? More after the break. I have this theory I want to run by you. Oh, please. I love a theory. theory, I feel, do you remember a little back when America's Next Top Model was available to stream? I forget on which platform, but all of a sudden, all of the old seasons from like the thousands and the odds were available to stream. We were all binging it and realizing how terrible it was. So Danielle, you went to the dentist, but you refused to have your gap closed. Do you really think you can have a cover girl contract with the gap in your mouth? Yeah, why not? This is all people see. Ezra's beautiful cover girl. It's not marketable. Yeah, just a little bit is okay, but I don't want to completely closing well i guess she just left the gap wide open for another girl baby i agree and everyone took to twitter kind of like it backlashed on tyra and she had to like address it and say like yes i agree with all of you guys it was like this like kind of reconciliation of all of the hurt from that era but in that case there was nothing there was no resolution other than to just have someone apologize for it. like you couldn't undo that harm right but in Brittany, not that you can undo the harm that's already been done. In Brittany, she represents kind of a physical manifestation of that. But you can actually save her. Like you mm. can act. There's an action that can be put into place that will change her quality of life. And I think that yes. is what everyone has latched onto.
1: Yeah, there's a real chance for redemption here, yeah. um, and whether that's you know goes deeper than just Britney having her life back to sort of people who grew up with her and who saw the way the paparazzi treated her or just aspects of the culture that we all cringe at now. It's sort of like, could we, could she help us reconcile all these now embarrassing, toxic, dangerous moments that, you know, we thought 10 years ago were fine, whether it be, you know, Stereotypes of, of people, or whatever harmful narratives we ourselves were part of perpetuating at the time. It just, mm-hmm. it does feel like um, maybe this could be a reset on a more personal level for people mm-hmm. and a sense of justice and validation.
0: So, yeah, basically the late 90s and early aughts was a very cruel time, especially for women. Enough time has passed now that we can see that. And we want to make it right as much as that's even possible decades later. And you know, speaking as someone who lived through the trauma of shopping for low-rise jeans, I can say that there is something very affirming in seeing one casualty of the early aughts misogyny get her redemption in the public eye. Nature is healing. But for the diehard Britney fans who latched onto her and didn't let go, that redemption isn't just cultural, it's personal.
2: I I can remember so clearly just the shift of people. I would say like their feelings towards her. Um, even two thousand six, I it, it was friends that I had that used to love her with me. Like we'd have slumber parties and like you know that mm-hmm. sort of thing that then would be like, you still love her? She's so outdated or she's crazy. Are you crazy too? Or mm. or just so are you gonna shave your head? You should just shave your head and then you're like, oh, so um I know at one point uh there was rumors going around about her possibly being suicidal and, you know, kids are mean and there was some that were like, so if she dies are you just gonna kill yourself Two wow That's
1: um, so yeah, it was, and she was reading me some of the messages that she's now been getting from especially women just saying, "Hey, I'm really sorry for bullying you. I see now you were just a woman standing up for another woman before it was popular to do so, yeah, uh, without like naming names or anything sure. like that i I had a couple of people.
2: Specifically from high school, that you know, they didn't say the worst things possible, but they weren't nice. That reached out with articles about her conservatorship, and that first to just say, "I'm so sorry for how I treated you. I now see what you saw then, and thank you for being a voice this whole time." For her. wow. So, you know, hearing that, it just, if anything, it's not so much caring about what people think. It's just more so, like, validation that I've been doing the right thing for myself this whole time. And that's just supporting a woman.
0: As good as it feels to see Britney and her fans get a bit of redemption, I have to wonder what will come out of this after Britney is hashtag freed. There's so much conservatorship
1: abuse that goes on, not only in Britney's case, but in so many other
0: cases. When I see the kind of conversations that are coming out of the Free Britney movement, I have to say, I feel hopeful. Like, no one two years ago was talking about exploitative conservatorships or the exploitation of child stars. And now suddenly it's everywhere. That's got to be a net good, right?
1: I hope so. I mean, that's a very optimistic take and I, and I like it and I want to believe it. And (laughs) I do, I do think we are obviously progressing in terms of these kinds of dialogues, whether it be about race or feminism, Mm. whatever. But I do worry that there are maybe our limits of caring stop and end with, again, Mm. a, a famous, beautiful, conventionally attractive white woman, and, you know, do we care about the immigrants who were subject to forced sterilization in ICE custody? You know, like we hear, it's like we hear this awful anecdote about Britney Spears having her IUD and not being able to take it out, even though she wants kids and everyone's horrified. But, you know, a lot of the stuff that she's going through so many marginalized people go through every day, and, and no one cares about it. So a question I have is, will we extend this this mm. concern, never mind to other people in conservatorships, the exact same situations, but to women, to non-white women, to poor mm. women, to queer women? Like, How far can our empathy for someone like Britney Spears really extend to the group's most
0: affected? Yeah, I mean, it could go either way. It could be, like, Britney Spears is the gateway drug to radicalization. Like, <laughs> I got radicalized by Britney Spears. hmm hmm As of Tuesday evening, June 20th, 2021, two representatives from Congress have introduced legislation allowing those placed under conservatorships the right to petition the court for a public guardian to replace a court-appointed guardian. The bill is named... The Free Act. The Cut is produced by me, Jasmine Aguilera, along with B.A. Parker, Skylar Swenson, and Noor Busidi. Edited by Kelly Prime. Mixed by Alex Higgins. Our executive editors are Hannah Rosen and Nishat Kirwa. Special thanks to Angelina Chapin and Claire Lampin. The Cut podcast is made possible by the team at New York Magazine, Subscribe to support their work at thecut.com slash subscribe. I'm Jasmine Aguilera. Thanks for listening and free Britney.
1: Mm